Hello and welcome back to Major League Talk Giants edition. Today is Friday, April 28th, 2023. My name is Henry Self and this is episode nine. Today we're going to be reviewing the series against the St. Louis Cardinals. So the series against the Cardinals was the second four-game series in a row for the Giants at home. Like the Giants, the Cardinals have gotten off to a slow and disappointing start relative to fan expectation and on-paper talent. The Giants managed to take three of four, winning the first three and extending their win streak to five in that and then dropping the fourth game. Uh, Game one saw a complete game shutout from Cobb and only one inning of action for the offense. We ended up winning four to nothing. Game two was a more dramatic uh, showing coming down to the last strike the Giants had and Sable walking it off of the two run home run, winning five to four. Game three saw Goldschmidt dominate the Giants pitchers with home runs in his first two at-bats. However, it proved to be inconsequential for the Giants, with the team picking up the win 7-3. Game 4 turned into a pitcher's duel between Mikolas and Webb, both of which have had rough starts to their seasons. Unfortunately, the Cardinals struck first in the 7th and would end up winning 6-0. It's hard to sweep in the major leagues. So, uh, starters for each game were Montgomery and Cobb, then Woodford versus Brebbia opening for the bullpen game, Mats versus De Scalfani, and then finally Nicholas versus Webb. So for game one, our starter on the mound was Cobb, who threw a gem of a game and his second complete game shutout in his career, 11 years after his first, when he played for Tampa Bay. His final line included giving up only six hits, walking one, and striking out four. For our lineup, Slater led off DH. He went two for three. Uh, with no strikeouts. Peterson would end up coming in for him later on uh, in that same spot. Estrada was in at shortstop. He went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Hanniger was in left field. He went 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a walk, but he also got an RBI off a sack fly. Davis was at third. He went 2 for 4 with a three-run home run. Conforto went 0 for 4. at. uh, He was in right field. He had two strikeouts. Flores was at first. He went one for four with one strikeout, and then Wade Jr. would come into pinch run form and then play first. VR was at second. He went 0 for three. Yastrzemski was in center field. He went two for four with a strikeout and a run. And Bart was catching. He went one for three with two strikeouts. Uh, Then Sable would have to come in and pinch run for him and then finish up playing catcher. And he went 0 for one with a strikeout. So in total, they went eight for 32 with 10 strikeouts, uh, two walks, and four runs with one home run. Like I said, that coming off of Davis's three-run shot. So thanks to Cobb having a career game, the bullpen was able to rest for the night. Uh, As for the offense, they left eight on base, went two for 10 with runners in scoring position. Jock was intentionally walked. VR was hit by a pitch. Uh, Davis got a two-out RBI thanks to a three-run home run in the seventh. Uh, Bart hit a double and Hanniger hit a sack fly. The defense turned a one double play. It was Cobb to Villar to Flores. Uh, and honestly, the fact that Cobb was able to pitch a complete game shutout with only four strikeouts is a pretty good testament to the defense and how they played very well behind him in that game. Let's just go ahead and uh, look at this uh, full play-by-play real quick before we even get into his pitcher report and the ump report. So let's just look at the, all the, all the outs that he got ground out, strikeout, ground out, uh, strikeout, line out, fly out, 
ground out, ground out, line out, ground out. Then there was a double, then a ground out and a ground out. Um, bunt grounded out to pitcher. Enfield single, single, ground out, a walk, and then a ground out. Ground out, single, grounded a double play. Ground out, pop out, single, fielder's choice. Ground out, double, ground out, strikeout. And then a fly out, a ground out, and a strikeout. Struck out swinging, too. That was that was really cool to see for the final out of the game. But let's go ahead and look at his pitcher report real quick. 109 pitches for this complete game for Cobb. 50 splitters, 44 sinkers, 11 knuckle curves, and four sliders. So the splitter came in at 90.4. His knuckle curve averaged 83.4. His sinker, 94.8. And his slider, 86.6. Now, as for the movement relative uh, to the center line that it has, I'm, like I said, I'm assuming this is from the release point. Uh, that slider had a good amount of drop, and the knuckle curve had a lot more drop, obviously, and both of those pitches were going away from a right-handed batter. Uh, then his splitter and his sinker, the splitters had more drop than the sinkers, and they were coming into a right-handed batter. Release point almost at six feet. Uh, as for the strike zone, a lot of these were pretty much kind of stayed right around the strike zone. There's nothing, no dramatic, like way down low and away or way up and in anywhere. This this was a pretty good grouping um there is like one that looks like it went way in way in on a right-handed batter 57 of his pitches were in the strike zone meaning that 52 were out of the zone uh batters would swing at 51 of his pitches and take 58 uh they took all of the knuckle curves um swung at majority splitters there were a couple sliders in there that they swung at uh, 39 balls, uh, and that's a mix of knuckle curves, splitters, and sinkers. 23 strikes, 19 of which were called, and four were swinging. The four swinging strikes were three splitters and a sinker. 47 balls uh, were contacted with. 19 foul tips, uh, mainly sinkers and a few splitters. 22 hits resulting in outs. Um, and then six base hits, and that was three splitters, one slider, and two sinkers for the six base hits. Uh, he had 12 hard hits. They were There were a lot of ground balls, one line drive, and two fly balls for hard hits. So, great game for Cobb. Good, memorable game for him to have. Um, the ump behind the dish was Nick Lentz. Uh, overall accuracy, 97%. Says he called 130 of 134 taking pitches correctly. Overall consistency, 93%. Six called balls inside the estimated up zone, three called strikes out. Overall favor, plus 
one six runs for St. Louis. Impactful missed calls. Um, bottom of the seventh, Verhagen to Estrada, no outs, bases loaded, 1 0 count, ball is called a strike. Top of the eighth, Cobbs and Newt Bar, one out, bases empty, 2 1 count, ball is called a strike. And then top of the fourth, Cobb to Newt Bar, no outs, bases empty, uh, first pitch, strike called a ball. It's called ball accuracy was 99%. One of 93 called balls for true strikes and is called strike accuracy 93%. Three of 41 called strikes for true balls. So that was our game one. That extended our winning streak to three at the time. Game two, Kapler and company decided to go with a bullpen game approach. I'll go over all the pitchers after the lineup. And honestly, for this one, I'm not really going to read the pitcher reports because there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pitchers in this one game for a bullpen game. That's a lot of pitcher reports to read, especially when the most pitches that one of them threw was 24 and the least was 10. So our lineup, we had Wade Jr. in left. He went one for four. Conforto in right, who would go one for three with a strikeout and a walk. Davis third, went 0 for three. With a walk. Peterson, two for four uh, with a strikeout and a run. Yastrzemski in center field, he was two for four uh, with a strikeout, uh, a home run, two RBIs. Uh, Estrada was at second. He went one for four with two strikeouts and a run. Crawford was at short. He went 0 for four uh, with two strikeouts. Sable was catching. He went two for four with two strikeouts. But he also hit a home run. He has two RBIs. He was scored once. And VR at first went 0 for 3. Total, that means we went 9 for 33. Nine strikeouts, two walks, five runs, four RBIs, two home runs. As stated before, this was a bullpen game. The opener was Brebbia. Uh, He warmed up to Kid Quill's The Opener. Uh, and he ended up pitching one in the third innings, giving up one hit and striking out two. <clears throat> Manai came on in the second and ended up pitching one in the third as well. He'd strike out two and give up a hit in the third, which was a home run. Junis was next, pitching for an inning and giving up one hit, striking out one. Taylor Rogers followed, pitching one in the third innings, giving up only a one hit and striking out one. Tyler Rogers came out in the sixth and seventh innings, striking out one, giving up no runs or hits and walking none. Scott Alexander had the shortest outing. He only recorded one out. Uh, His short appearance was due to giving up three hits, and one of which was an RBI being credited with three runs in total. Duvall would end up getting the last two outs of the eighth, one via the strikeout, but not before giving up a hit, which was what scored two runners Alexander was responsible for. Jelly would pitch the ninth, uh, giving up one hit and hitting a batter. Defense uh, got the three outs from him via sacrifice to the pitcher and line out to left in the fielder's choice to second. Uh, they left four on base as far as the Giants' uh, offense. Left four on base, uh, went one for five with runners in scoring position. Davis would ground into a double play. Estrada would steal second, then get to third on a throwing error, and then score on a fielding error uh, in the second inning. 
Sable got the two out RBI on his walk-off home run. VR earned an error on a dropped foul ball. And VR also turned a double play. Donovan lined out to VR and VR also tied Carlson at first. Unassisted double play. Um, which turns out would not be the only unassisted double play that happened in this series for the Giants. Uh, this game was close. Uh, like I said, like watching it, getting down to the ninth inning. I'm always nervous watching any baseball game get down to the ninth inning. We're on the last outs. Even if we're leading, I get nervous because I've seen this team give up leads. We give up leads late in the game too. But bottom of the ninth, we're down four to two, right? And Peterson hits an infield single. He reaches base. Yastrzemski doubles. And once again, scores Peterson from first to home. So now we're up a run, or we put another run up. Now we're down 4-3. Got a runner on second. And Estrada comes up. And I'm thinking, all right, we got this. We got Estrada up. This, this should be fine. Popped out to the shortstop. Then Crawford comes on, and he's been having a rough go of it this season. Strikes out swinging. So now we went from no outs, runner scored, runner on second, to two outs, runner on second, with uh, Blake Sable coming up, the rookie. And I'll admit, I went ahead and thought, all right, this game is over. Better luck next game. Gets two strikes on him. And then for some reason, Helsley gives him another slider. Three sliders in a row. He went curve, slider, slider, slider. And he knocked it again to center field. Sable has got... a. I think most of his home runs this year, four or five, are out to center. And it was the coolest thing in the world to watch the rookie get the walk-off home run, especially considering he's a Rule 5 draft pick, so he's got to stay on the roster. He's had... He's getting back to where he should be back. He's getting to where he should be offensively. We just really need him to figure out his defense because unfortunately he also has five errors on him. And I believe all five of them are catcher interference. Or maybe one of them's a throwing error and four of them are catcher's interference. He has no errors when he plays the outfield, by the way. But So, like I said, I'm not really going to give her pitcher reports for these pitchers. Um, Rebia threw 24 pitches. Manaya threw 13. Junis threw 21. Taylor Rogers threw 14. Tyler Rogers threw 21. Scott Alexander threw 11. Camila Duvall threw 12. And Jelly threw 10. So, a lot of, lot of pitchers there, and we managed to... Uh, have a good bullpen game. They they kept it close. They didn't let anything get out of hand. Um, as far as the runs, Manaya only has one earned run on this one. 
and then Scott Alexander's credited with with three. So when when you look at that dispersion of of the pitcher's work, Brebia, Junis, Taylor, Tyler, Duvall, and Jelly all holding the batters runless and and their times in the game. That's that's what you like to see, especially out of a bullpen game like this. You like to see a lot of these guys, especially if we're gonna try and stretch it to 10 pitchers have decent outings I, I, I strikeouts are fun strikeouts are nice but as long as you can keep it on the ground we can turn those ground balls into outs i'm completely fine with that i mean we struck out two four five six seven eight of their batters and we struck out what did i say ten times nine times so but let's move on to the next or before we move on to the next game i need to go over the ump report at least it was Jeremy Rahak. I think that's how you say his name. R-E-H-A-K. Uh, he was behind the dish. Overall accuracy, 95%. Called 132 of 139, taking pitches correctly. Overall consistency, 95%. Overall favor, plus 0.18 runs for San Francisco. Impactful missed calls, bottom of the eighth. Gallegos to Conforto, one out, runner on first, 2-2 count, a strike is called a ball. Bottom of the sixth, Woodford to Davis, no outs, bases empty, 3-0 count. A ball is called a strike. And bottom of the sixth, Woodford to Davis, no outs, bases empty, 2-0 count. Strike is called a ball. Uh, called ball accuracy, 94%. 5 of 87 called balls are true strikes. And called strike accuracy, 96%. 2 of 52 called strikes are true balls. So... Decent job for the ump there. All right, so let's move on to game three. Uh, this would be De Sclafani on the mound. Um, De Sclafani pitched a quality start going six innings, giving up six hits, two earned runs, walking one and striking out six. Uh, De Sclafani has stepped up for this team uh, and been really good this year. It's good to see him uh, with the amount of confidence that he's got in his games. Our lineup, Slater was in center. He would go two for four with a strikeout, a walk, and an RBI. Strada was at short, and then he would end up moving to second. He went three for five with a strikeout and a run. Conforto was DHing. He went two for five with a strikeout, uh, an RBI, and a run. Davis was at third. He went 0 for four, four strikeouts, and a walk. Uh, Hanniger was in left one for four uh, with a walk and he was scored twice. Wade Jr. was in right. He went two for four with a walk, uh, home run and two RBIs. Flores was one for five with a strikeout, a home run, two RBIs. Uh, VR was at second. He would go 0 for four with two strikeouts and then Crawford would come in to take his uh, spot in the batting lineup. Uh, that's why I started to go from short to second. Crawford coming in, he's only going to play short. Um, and then Sable was catching. He went two for three with a strikeout, a walk, and a run. So that put us at 13 for 38 with 11 strikeouts, five walks, seven runs, six RBIs, and two home runs collectively as a team. The first reliever out of the pen was Tristan Beck, who would go one inning, 
walking only one, giving up no hits or runs. Tyler Rogers came out in the eighth, walking one, getting no strikeouts, giving up one hit and no runs. Jelly would come out for the ninth, yet would only record one out. He'd walk two and give up an RBI double. Duvall would come out to finish the game, uh, walking one and getting Goldschmidt to ground into a double play. The Giants left 12 on base, went three for 14 with runners in scoring position, had three runners steal bases, Slater, Estrada, and Sable. Slater and Estrada hit doubles. Wade hit a triple. Flores and Wade Jr. hit home runs, and Slater and Wade Jr. both got two out RBIs. They would turn three double plays, uh, Beck to Flores, Crawford to Estrada to Flores, and then Estrada to Crawford to Flores. Sable would earn another catcher's interference error. Um, like I said, he's got five on the season, all of them as catcher. And so this was a come from behind win for the Giants because uh, first two at-bats Goldschmidt has, one in the first and one in the third, he hits home runs. Luckily, they were solo. So we were down 2 nothing, but then we tied it up in the fourth, took the lead in the fifth, and then would score two in the seventh and two in the eighth. Um, as far as pitcher report, I'm only going to go over Dave Scafani. I think I'm going to try something new. Maybe just go over the starters for the pitcher reports. Uh, Dave Scafani threw 96 pitches, uh, 46 sliders, 29 sinkers, 10 changeups, 10 four seamers, and one knuckle curve just for fun. Changeup was 86 and a half. Four seamers, 93.2. Sinkers, 93.1, and Sliders, 86.7. Sliders, uh, based on this, it says it's not much lateral movement. A little bit away from uh, a righty. That knuckle curve had a lot of drop. Uh, Change-up four-seamers and sinkers were all moving more toward a righty. Uh, so... All relatively same release point. Strike zone. Norm, it's it's more like it's coming down and away from a righty. I uh, threw 43 pitches in the zone, 53 out of the zone, that knuckle curve being one of them. Uh, and it was swung on. Batters would swing at 45 of his pitches uh, and take 51. Uh, 36 balls in total. Uh, 28 total strikes, 15 of them called, 13 of them swinging. Uh, 32 pitches were contacted with for 15 foul tips, 11 hits for outs, and six base hits. Eight hard hit balls, and all of the hard hit balls were sinkers. Four ground balls, two line drives, and two fly balls. And then the ump was Paul Emmel. Overall accuracy, 89%. Overall consistency, 92%. Uh, overall favor, plus 0.33 runs for St. Louis. Impactful missed calls. Top of the fifth, they Sclafani to Arenado. Two outs, runner on second, one-two count. Strike is called a ball. Uh, top of the eighth, Rogers to Gorman. No outs, runner on first. 
1-0 count. A ball is called a strike. And then bottom of the seventh, Thompson to Wade Jr. No outs, runner on first, 1-0 count. Strike is called a ball. Uh, called ball accuracy, 91%, 13 of 144 called balls for true strikes. Called strike accuracy, 86%, 9 of 64 called strikes for true balls. That's a lot of called balls, 144. Good Lord, compared to 64 called strikes. Mm -mm. So that brings us to the final game. We were looking to potentially sweep. It's hard to sweep in the majors, especially a four-game set. But it happens, and some, some teams just have rough skids. Some teams are on fire for a while. Game four, Webb would be starting on the mound. He would pitch a great game, honestly, uh, getting out of a bases-loaded situation early on. However, he would give up two runs in the seventh, and even pitching a quality start, uh, would not be enough to secure a win or at least a no decision due to the offense's inability to hit Mikolas. Webb's final line was six and two-thirds, inning seven hits, two runs, one walk, and seven strikeouts. For the lineup, you had Wade Jr., who would go one for four. Uh, Wade was also in left, by the way, excuse me. Uh, he went one for four, two strikeouts, and a walk. Estrada, one for three. Uh, he was at second, Peterson DHing 0 for 3. Then Hanager would come in to pinch hit and be DH. He'd go 1 for 1. Conforto in right field was 0 for 4. Flores at first was 0 for 3 with a strikeout and a walk. Yastrzemski at center field was 1 for 3 uh, with a strikeout and a walk. Sable catching was 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. And VR at third was 1 for 4 with two strikeouts. And then Crawford at short was 1 for 4 with a strikeout. Total of six hits and 33 at-bats, 10 strikeouts, three walks. Relievers, Brebbia would come on in the seventh to get the final out via fly out to center, inheriting runners on second and third. Uh, he'd only get two outs in the eighth, giving up a single, getting a fielder's choice, then giving up an RBI double. At that point, Beck would come on and give up a two-run home run to the first batter he Based on the second pitch, it was DeYoung, DeJong, however you say that. I'm sorry. Uh, scoring a runner, Brebbia was responsible for, making Brebbia's final line one inning, two hits, and two runs. Beck would finish the game, giving up another run in the ninth. His final line was one and one third innings, two, or excuse me, three hits, two runs, two strikeouts. The Giants offense left 10 on base, went 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. Yaz and Wade Jr. both hit doubles. He has off Mikolas, Wade off Cabrera. Crawford and Estrada stole bases. Flores got an unassisted double play. The Giants ended up with only four hits off of Mikolas, by the way. Estrada was hit by a pitch uh, from Mikolas, and it looked pretty serious. Luckily, he was. He said he was okay to stay in. So, you know, it, it, like I said, it's hard to sweep. It's also... It didn't make it any better that it was another time we got shut out at home. Not, not a big fan of, of teams getting shut out at home. I don't care which team it is. Seeing any team get shut out at home, it's pretty rough for that fan base. Uh, it's, it's easier to stomach, at least for me, a shutout when you're on the road. You know, but oh well. 
like I said, we move on, right? Uh, pitcher report for Webb. In his six and two-third innings, he threw 102 pitches. Uh, like I said, he had to get out of the bases-loaded situation earlier in the game. He threw 39 of his sinkers, 38 change-ups, 18 sliders, and seven four-seamers. Uh, the change-ups, 87.3. The four-seamers, 93.5. Sinkers, 93.1. Sliders, 84.6. Um, good movement. Most of his pitches don't have too much drop, a decent like mid-range drop, honestly. Um those four seamers, sinkers, and changeups moving more toward a righty, uh, and the sliders kind of moving more away. Uh, his strike zone distribution coming more down and out to a righty. 48 of those pitches were in the strike zone, 54 were out of the strike zone. Batters swing at 53 of his pitches and take 49 they only took one of those four seamers they swung at the others it looks like they would swing mostly at his change-ups and then take most of his sinkers uh 32 balls he got 30 uh 30 strikes 17 of them called 13 of them swinging 40 uh pitches were contacted with 21 foul tips 12 hits for outs seven base hits so those base hits two were four seamers one was a slider one was a changeup, and three were sinkers uh, he had nine hard hits um four ground balls two line drives and three fly balls uh as for his relief pitchers brebbia even though he only went one inning through 27 pitches and it took tristan beck 38 pitches to get through one and a third innings so a lot of pitches from the uh from the relief guys there chad fairchild was behind the dish calling the balls and strikes uh overall accuracy of 97 percent called 149 of 153 taking pitches correctly overall uh consist- excuse me consistency 95 percent overall favor very low it was almost even plus 0.01 runs for st louis uh impactful missed calls top of the seventh web to burleson one out bases empty and o2 count a strike is called a ball top of the seventh web to arenado no outs bases empty o1 count ball is called a strike top of the third web to o'neill no outs bases empty first pitch ball is called a strike um Called ball accuracy, 99%. One of 99 called balls were true strikes. And called strike accuracy, 94%. Three of 54 called strikes were true balls. So. That's that's the uh, series there against the Cardinals. Cardinals are a struggling team. We're a struggling team still. Um. This four-game set puts us at 11 and 14. That's still only fourth in the West. Colorado is down at the bottom with a record of 8 and 18. That is rough. But even at 11 and 14, we're only two and a half games back from first. Arizona leads at 14 and 12. 
The Dodgers are in second at 500, 13 and 13. And San Diego is in third at 13 and 14. The Giants work to a five-game win streak and have having it in on the last game of the homestand is kind of rough, honestly, in my opinion. But still, when you look at the teams we faced, taking two from the Mets and taking three from the Cardinals, not a bad thing. I'm pretty happy with that, honestly. That puts them at five and three on this homestand and now seven and seven at home on the season. The batting lineups are now 207 for 861 with 38 home runs. That drops us to third in the NL and 266 strikeouts. We are leading the NL in strikeouts. Let's do some quick math, by the way. 266 strikeouts for 861 at-bats. It's a 31% strikeout rate. Say we're about a seventh of the way through the season, by the way. It still has us on pace to have over 1,800 strikeouts. Now we're getting closer to 1,900. If we kept up the same pace and we're only about a seventh of the way through, that's a 1,862 strikeouts. Mm. But we'll see what happens. We've drawn 85 walks. That's good for ninth in the NL. We've stolen 17 bases, eighth in the NL. And been caught stealing three times second. Our team is slashing 240, 320, 416. Those are all increases from the last episode for an OPS of 735. It's all good for 12th, 8th, 7th, and 7th in the NL, respectively. They've also been hit by 17 pitches, which is ranked first in the NL. So we're crowding the plate, I guess. Our pitching staff has a combined ERA of 4.25 giving up 228 hits and being credited with 106 earned runs, 122 total runs. Pitchers have given up 34 home runs, which is 13th in the NL. At least we have more than we've given up. Um, they've walked 63, which is good enough to lead the NL. Uh, pitchers have struck out 226, with the, which is only 7th in the NL. Uh, they're 6th in earned runs. Uh, 11th in hits and 6th in ERA. The pitching staff's FIP is 4.28 and WHIP is 1.295. Sean Jelly has the highest WHIP at 2.027. Taylor Rogers is still dropping. Now he's at 1.565. So keep that up, Taylor. Highest FIP is still Taylor Rogers, though, but it has dropped again. Now it's down to 8.18. Hits per nine, Tristan Beck at 14.1, but it's a drop from last week. I think last week it was at 15.2. So here we are, 25 games in. So let's take a look at some, some uh, leaders. When you look at batting average, our leader is, of course, and to really no one's surprise that's been paying attention, it's Tyro Estrada at 326. I would say Austin Slater at 571, but Slater's only had seven at-bats. So Tyro Estrada has had 95 at-bats. Um, and then for OPS, you've got Lamont Wade Jr. at 889. That's thanks to his 429 on-base percentage right now. Um, so as long as he can keep drawing those walks, uh, it'd be nice to see him hit a couple more home runs too. But right now, our slugging leader is... 
also Tyro Estrada had a 505. His OPS plus is 141. The only guys that are kind of low on the OPS plus, Sable's at 97, but he'll get better. Crawford is the worst right now at 48. And then Conforto at 94. But these guys are getting their strides finally. They're the whole team is starting to come together more. We've played the best baseball this past week than we have the first two to three weeks. Um, so it's going to be good. It's going to be fun to see how much better these guys can get throughout the season. I believe that they can get a lot better. I believe that they can really get their confidence back um, and start uh, start putting together quality at-bats. Let's get those strikeout totals lowered. Uh, right now... Sable has the most strikeouts, 27 strikeouts and 56 at-bats. Yikes, that is not what you want to see, but it's okay, kid. We'll get it figured out. Conforto, 25 strikeouts and 69 at-bats. Homer Flores, 13 strikeouts and 75 at-bats. Way to go, Wilmer. I like seeing that. That is fun. You like to see that. Joey Bart. 33 at-bats, 10 strikeouts. That can be better. Um, but right now, he's slashing 303, 378, 364. Got an OPS plus of 106. Um, hopefully, uh, he'll be able to come back here pretty soon. And uh, that little groin, I think it was a groin, right? Or a hamstring. Um, won't be bothering him too much. Uh, let's look at some of our pitchers real quick. Logan Webb is actually in the top five in all of MLB with strikeout totals. He's at 43 right now. That puts him at a uh, 10.4 strikeouts per nine at, uh, right now. Unfortunately, he hasn't had a scoreless outing yet. Um, so far, he's given up. 20 runs and he's one and five. Uh, there are those first four starts where he gave up four earned runs each time. And then the last two starts, he's given up two earned runs. Um, and, you know, win loss totals, I've heard different opinions and different takes on how important it really is. I think it's a good indicator though. If you see um, a pitcher with a lot of wins and then his strikeout rates are up and his, his, walk rates are down and his earned runs are down. That's, that's a good pitcher. I think a good pitcher on an even better team is a pitcher that has a higher win total, even though he can give up some runs and maybe a couple of walks. Right. So as much as some people want to try and say that, you know, giving up four runs is not good for a starting pitcher. Well, it's also not good when your offense can't help back you up and try and get four runs to or five runs and get you a win. So you can't just completely lay all the blame on the pitcher, especially when some runs and some base runners get on base because of errors and field singles, things like that. So before you lay all blame on certain pitchers and certain actions, you really got to look at the quality of the pitches. You got to look at how the runs are scored. Three true outcome uh, scores. Yeah, that's all the pitchers. That's all on the pitcher. You give up home runs, and your defense can't do anything to help you out, except 
you know, when they get on offense, try and score. But other than that, uh, walk total, he's only walked five. So that's really fun. Um, our ERA leader is Alex Wood at 1.8. You like to see that. So, although he has only pitched 10 innings, uh, Shamanai has pitched 16.1, Cobb 28.1, Dace Clefani 30, and then Logan Webb 37.1. Um, Cobb's now sitting at a 1.91 ERA, Dace Clefani at a 2.7. Uh, and real quick, I want to touch on the errors to the fielding errors. So when you look at the errors, we're, let me see the totals. We have 19 errors. That puts us at 14th in the NL, which is not where you want to be. But one thing I do want to point out, it's not really all on the defense you look at these errors, and let's look at the guys that have errors. Webb has one. Lamont Wade Jr. has one. David VR has one. Stripling has one. Blake Sable has five. Tyro has one. Crawford has four. Conforto has one. Cobb has two. Bart has one. Scott Alexander has one. So if you don't count pitchers and catchers and you want to ignore Brandon Crawford's four, then that's one, two, three, four. Four errors on infielders and outfielders. That's not bad. I can't, I don't know what it was at this point last year, but that's, we're definitely improving, which is what you want to see. I mean, I know we've been disappointed in the season so far, but think about it this way it could be worse. We could be getting worse instead of getting better, getting healthier. We got Slater and Hanniger in now. Slater's been, like I said, hitting. <laughs> You go back and look up here. Slater's uh, four for seven now that he's been back. So this team's getting healthier. They're getting their strides now. They're getting their feel back. They're getting their confidence back. You got young Blake Sable, who's got his first walk off now, and his confidence is through the roof. If you listen to any of his interviews, it's great to hear this kid has as much confidence as he does. Now we just need him to remember to keep his hand pulled back while he's catching the ball. I get it. Catcher's not actually his natural position. He did not play a lot of catcher in the minor leagues. From what I remember, I think one of the stats, I'll get it for you next show, was like maybe 100 games in the minors as catcher. Just keep that hand back, kid. Can't be getting catcher's interference calls as quickly and as much as you are. But we'll see what happens this weekend. 
And if you remember on the last episode, I did say a good, reasonable, realistic expectation for this stretch, these three series, Mets, Cardinals, Padres, was 500. We're already five and three through this stretch. If we can just take both of these games from the Padres in Mexico City this weekend, we'll be one game under 500 going in to face the Astros and then coming home to face the Brewers. And those are two good teams right now. Once again, I want to thank you for listening. I truly appreciate it. Um, if you have any comments, pointers, tips, corrections, just let me know. Comment on the YouTube videos. Find a way to message me. I truly appreciate any and all feedback that I get. I am, like I said, trying to learn as much as I can as I do this. I want to have the best product for you guys. Uh and once again, shout outs to my sources for all of this information. Like I said, a lot of it comes from ESPN baseball network, or excuse me, ESPN baseball reference, ump scorecards, baseball savant. And then of course, NBC sports Bay area with Alex Pavlovich and then the athletic with Grant Brisby and Andrew Bagley. So I will see you guys after this two game set in Mexico city. Have a great weekend.